Success is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has overcome. Booker T. Washington. So, shortly after we found out uh, Star Wars Pregnant with um, right away it wasn't too bad that we were living out of uh, motels, Motel 6. We had a room there for a bit. And, you know, as a 17-year-old, you don't really... You're like, okay, whatever. It's another spot to sleep, and you're not really worried about the, the big picture. Right. But, uh, yeah, as, as time went on and money drained away, um, we started sleeping out of a uh, 1997 Ford Thunderbird little two-door car on the side of the, the road out in the country in rural southern Oregon, and uh, it was tough. Hey, my name is Zach, and this is the Plaid Jacket Philosopher, the podcast for tradespeople in the blue-collar middle class. I'm open to punch a few holes in the stereotypes that surround blue-collar workers and hopefully share a lot of the stories behind how we got into our line of work and the honest joy you can get from working outside of the office space. The plan is to mix in interviews as well as some solo stories from job sites, fatherhood, and personal experiences that led me to where I am today. Some will be funny, some will be personal, but hopefully any and all content here can help broaden what your opinion is of the blue-collar middle class. And so today I'm here with Marshall from, well, we'll get into where you're from originally, but now in Oregon. And uh, yeah, welcome to the show, man. How's it going tonight? It's going good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I uh, I figured we could start off by you giving a little introduction to yourself. You know, I know you're you're expecting your fourth kid soon and yeah, have at her. Yeah. Um, well, I'm originally from California, you know, but I'm not uh, one of those liberal hippies like everyone thinks Californians are. Uh, you're, not, you're not the stereotypical uh, Californian? <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm, no. I'm a good, toting, constitution-loving, it's typical American to you Canadians. Yeah. American? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was in the military, so that uh, that definitely helped with shaping that part of my life. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I have three kids. My wife's 30 weeks pregnant right now. So having another one coming soon. Oh man, that's exciting. Do you guys, do you know what you're having yet? Yeah, it's a little boy, three boys, <laughs> three boys. And what, how, like, how does it go again? Do you have, did you have boys first or how did it go? Yeah, I had, uh, my son first and then my daughter came next and I thought that was going to be it. I was not going to have any more kids. And then there we go. Uh, two more boys later <laughs> two, two more later oh yeah. man that's like me we were we were hoping that our third was going to be a girl so that we could kind of call our quits there we decided to try once more before getting the old snip snip but I don't know yep. what's in your future but that uh, I went through that earlier well last year I guess now in middle of 2020 but good lord what an experience that was oh yeah the wife's the wife's pushing for it and I gotta get it done now I gotta get it done yeah she's like I'm enough of these enough yeah (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you man oh I don't blame you so that's awesome I uh I know you have a pretty heavy story that we could get into and it's something that yeah well full full disclosure we've had this discussion once before but we had technical issues with uh, the recording but I I I honestly like your story kind of knocked me knocked me back a little bit. I didn't know how to respond to it. I just, I had no idea it was coming. And uh, to hear that was, well, A, remarkable. And B, I, I think it's, it holds a lot of lessons that a lot of people could, could kind of take a lot of inspiration from just where you were at to where you are now. And I think even the story, again, like we'll go over it again now, but even the story of just leaving California with your girlfriend yeah. kind of like fly by night thing it was I don't know I I love it and I'm I'm really excited to have this chat again oh yeah yeah I'm ready this time <laughs> uh, no no worries man so let's uh let's get into it let's uh we can kind of go into I mean the, the whole as kind of was displayed by the opening quote it's kind of what we can kind of overcome in life and what uh what we can kind of make of pretty tough and dire situations and I think uh I think you know all about this. You know about this a lot better than me. And being, you know, a young guy who's overcome so much at such a young age, I think it's really inspiring, especially nowadays when people are going through a lot. Uh, times aren't easy. And I'm I'm really excited to have you on to share this story. Oh, man. I'm, I'm excited to share it. I, I, I'm glad people can pick some uh, some good out of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the the show has been picked up in sixteen countries now. So you know, here. Holy moly! Roll <laughs> eh? I I know. Well, it's like it's like sprinklings of downloads here and there, but you know, whatever. It is what it is. I'm yeah. I'm excited. It's more than I ever ever expected. That's insane. Yeah, it's more wow. than I ever expected. So I'm I'm grateful. I'm excited, and uh, yeah, I I think that your message really really could inspire a lot of hope in people. All right. Let's All right, man. So let's get started. So you were. You were in California growing up and you had kind of a rough um, relationship, I guess, with your with your dad specifically. But, you know, why don't, I'll let you get into that and then we can kind of get it rolling from there. Yeah, um, my my parents had me really young. My mom was uh, 16. My dad was 19. So, you know, back at that age, you, you only cared about being a kid, doing dumb stuff. And um, my dad... I love him to death and he's a great guy and he's really changed over the years, but uh, being a young parent just wasn't for him. So I didn't see him a lot when I was a kid and uh, my mom raised me uh, a lot of my early life. He, yeah, I did, he's not the type of guy to show a lot of affection, but you know, he cares. Yeah. But, yeah. He, uh, he took off when I was, a couple months old and went and got married and had my, uh, my little brother who's only like nine months younger than me. Oh my goodness. So that was like, yeah. Bang, bang really where that happened. Yeah. He was off. He was off to the races. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. That's uh, yeah, that's tough. I mean, I, and I think a lot of us kind of grew up, I'm, I consider myself very lucky in the kind of the parents that I had, the dad that I had specifically, because I hear a lot of guys like, our age and our generation who grew up with that really kind of hardline parent, which I think does have its, its benefits. I really do. I I think that, I think that it can teach you a lot as far as kind of taking care of yourself. But at the same time, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. My dad was always really open to us. And uh, it, the, the more conversations kind of that I have through this and just through other walks of life, the, the luckier I realize that I am for having that. And I think, uh, yeah, but I think the fact that you guys have kind of repaired that relationship and brought it to a new level is is amazing. But yeah, I mean, let's let's get into the rest of it too. I think that's. Uh, I, I just wanted to kind of point that out and and how lucky that I was and it. Uh, yeah, I, I can feel for you there. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, that what you just said there too. It, it kind of hits home for me personally because I I want not having that relationship with my dad at an early age, I, I definitely want and, and pride myself on making sure that my kids uh, had me, had me around and, and know that I love them and that I'm going to do everything for them. You know, it, it's, it's something I, I longed for as a kid and um, I got snippets of it, but like, oh man, I, I can't imagine having it throughout my entire childhood. Yeah, man. You know what? I And I feel the same way. Like my wife and I talk about this quite frequently because both of us came from broken homes as well. And it's, it's almost, it's solidified and kind of cemented our belief in keeping our family together just because we Mm -hmm. both came from things that fell apart. And so, you know, as much as like parents can teach you through like the things to do, they can also teach you the things not to do, which I think are almost those lessons hit a lot harder, but I think they, they plant themselves a lot deeper. Like just, just knowing how you experienced it and how you absolutely do not want to put your kids through that. No matter what, no matter what it takes, you know, you're going to be there. And for us, no matter what it takes, we're going to stay together for the kids. Like, and and I think that that's a, I think that that's a lesson that gets ingrained a lot deeper than just the, the surface stuff, the stuff that they do really well. It's the stuff that they, they fail on or they fall short on. Like, I mean, everybody does. I, I'm sure I'm going to give my kids a laundry list of things that I do wrong one day, but, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, I'm trying to keep it as short as I can. And I'm just trying to basically advance from, you know, what I was given. That's it. That's all we can do is do our That's best. Exactly forward. Yeah, man. And I think that, I think that you're doing an amazing job considering where you guys were and yeah, man, like all the respect to you. I think it's amazing. And even coming on here to talk about it, I think is incredible, but I, I I really do think it's a, it's a topic that people can gain a lot of inspiration from. Definitely. I'm i I'm glad that what I went through can not only help me, but it might be able to help somebody else going through something similar. Yeah, man, absolutely. And I think the story of of your your wife kind of 
coming and grabbing you yeah. in the middle of the night is so <laughs> relatable to a lot of people. So yeah, I'll let you I'll let you roll right into that. Yeah. Um so I met Star um my sophomore year of high school. I just moved up to Oregon from California. My uh my stepdad who was in the Marine Corps, he uh retired. So my parents were moving uh further north into California and I had the opportunity to go spend some time with my dad and live with him and uh, experience that, which I hadn't had in my childhood. So I, I took it and um, started, I met in high school uh, right away. We, we clicked and uh, she likes to bring it up all the time and, and laugh at me, but just a weekend I was telling her I loved her and all that gushy stuff, you know, <laughs> my, my wife would probably, would probably tell a similar story. Like, Okay, so when we first, when I first said I love you, it was totally by accident. It was like just one of those things. I was leaving her house, whatever I'd stayed over. It was probably, it was early, but it was probably a month to six weeks in. And I mm-hmm. just leaving in the morning and go, I love you. And I like, my eyes went wide and I like looked at her <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God, like, did I just screw this up Uh-oh. by being that, that needy? Like, and she just, she was like, okay. <laughs> left to go to work and man that eight hour shift at work was the longest shift ever I didn't want to text her I didn't want to do anything I was terrified of the response because all I got was okay (laughs) yeah it's not the one you were expected oh no man and it wasn't it just slipped out you know like it was obvious that's how I felt but it just blurted out and oh man I had never been so scared for for an eight hour shift in my life (laughs) yeah well it ended up well for you yeah. Yeah. Well, likewise, look at you, you know, four kids yeah. later, four kids later here, it worked out, but you're right. That's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a funny <laughs> moment and awkward oh, as yeah. hell. It's got to be mostly guys who say that first. It has to be. It has to be, you know, like, yeah. So anyway, so at, so sophomore for people who don't know, is that like 15, 16? What age is that? So yeah, that's uh 14, 15. Ooh, younger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, midway through that year, um, my mom, she still had custody of, me, custody of me at the time. She wanted me to go back down to California, and I really didn't have a choice. So I ended up going back down there, and it was uh, – I was just about to start up a new school, and uh, I just told Star I loved her, you know. We were getting getting hot and heavy and doing <laughs> what teenagers do, and me thinking with uh, both heads at the time, I, I concocted a nice little plan to uh, get my butt back to Oregon. Um, I did a lot of research on, on Oregon, uh, runaway laws and California runaway laws and, and figured the, uh, the risk was worth what was going to happen, mm-hmm. you know? So I, uh, I think it was like maybe 10 hours before she came, I texted her and I was like, come get me. So she hops in uh, the car with her friend and they drive from Oregon down to California and they get there around midnight and uh, she texts me she's like I'm here and I'm like freaking out nervous right. shaking bags are packed so, uh, I yeah. assume ready by the door oh yeah yeah everything there's like, a couple <laughs> boxes by the window I'm ready to kick like, out the screen and get running down the road yeah so that's exactly what I do I uh make sure the door is locked I uh kick out the screen <laughs> and yeah uh, reach over, grab all the boxes. They're super heavy. I'm sweating. I'm freaking shivering. I'm so nervous. And if if only she she likes to tell the story because she uh she saw me running down the road with the with me just jiggling as I'm running with the boxes and I'm screaming, "Hey, I'm right here!" And the streetlights are, are illuminating my face. And oh my god, yeah, I ended up uh, running away back up to Oregon. Yeah. Well, I can relate to that feeling. I mean, you know, once you find that girl that you love, you know, you'd uh, you'd crawl through a mile of broken glass to get to, oh, yeah. get, to get that. <laughs> I I understand what you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, man. So so after that, so you guys make it up to Oregon, and yep. how fast is it that I uh, you guys or well, it's that Star is pregnant with your your first son? Uh, right away. Um, it's we find out uh, what five or six weeks after I'd just gotten back up there so it had to have been the day that we got back um that she got pregnant and it was a roller coaster because my my parents were still uh fighting with me over the whole running away thing you know and then yeah 
they're like, oh, you're you're gonna ruin your life, and you're not making good choices, and then boom, hey, I'm pregnant, ready to have a kid at 16. Yeah, just wait, I got another bombshell. To yeah, drop. yeah, big one. <laughs> you thought I screwed up my life before? Just wait until yeah, you hear no, this one, mom. <laughs> oh man, how was how was that received? Like, I mean, were they were they excited at all? I'm I'm trying to put my place honestly in like in the in the shoes of your parents because yeah, I mean, my kid, my oldest is nine, but. I mean, fast forward a few years and I don't, I don't know how I would initially react to that because I might have the same fears that, Hey man, like, you know, your, your life may be ruined. You know, you may not be able to come back from this. Like I, yeah. like, I'm just trying to put my feet in the, uh, in the shoes of your parents there, but how did they react to that? So looking at it now, uh, as a parent, I can definitely relate to how they re- reacted to it. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was already like, super upset about the runaway she was uh threatening to call uh the police up here to have star arrested because star's older than me by two years okay. so she was 18 at the time and um my dad bless his heart he he's one of those guys that uh it didn't really matter you know it was like okay i had kid young things so okay this he can handle it if i handled it right but um my mom was livid and uh, right away she was really upset and I didn't hear from her for a couple of days but I think uh, the reality of the situation kind of hit her and she knew that she needed to be there for me in order for me to be successful with it so she came back uh, nice and loving after yeah. afterwards yeah that's great and I mean I like I can imagine where they're coming from too I mean your dad obviously realizing that he went through the same thing and where he's at now in life and then your mom also realizing that she went through the same thing and probably she probably had a bit of a different view on it with your, your dad leaving when that happened, because she mm-hmm. obviously had, had the hardships of, of raising you kind of by herself. Right. So I, I can understand yeah. kind of why the different reactions between the two. And I'm sure, I'm sure you can understand more now, like you said, as a parent, like it's, it's crazy how your perspective shifts. Hey, from when you're, oh, yeah. you know, this dumb, teenager to then all of a sudden being a parent and you're like oh my god like what was 100%. i doing or you know like yeah I, I can totally understand that that's that's great though that they both come around so i mean they they both love to be grandparents now i imagine yeah my mom uh i just she had a, a bad battle with uh some some addictions uh the last couple of years five five six years but she's recently gotten clean and i have her up here staying with me trying to get her on her feet and oh, that's uh, great man yeah, she's loving the kids. The kids are digging her, and uh, she's only driving me and my wife a little crazy, you know. <laughs> but it's okay. You know what? I can I can relate to that too. We've had we've had uh, you know uh, families families stay with us in the past, and I I totally get it. You know, it adds a oh, little yeah. bit of a, a stress angle there, but it's you know it is what it is. That's what families for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I I can only imagine. That's great to hear that she's doing better. Is that something that kind of runs in your in your family, or or does, is it a little bit of an anomaly with her? It, it was a tough tough go growing up. My uh, my stepdad he did two tours in Afghanistan in two thousand seven and two thousand eight, and uh, when he got back, he has well, he still has obviously um some severe PTSD, yeah. and that, that took a, a toll on all of us. Uh, was drinking a lot and it it wasn't the healthiest relationship for them I can look back and see a lot of the stuff that I missed when I was younger and I think that that took a big toll on her and when he he retired um, he didn't get in much better so uh, their relationship crumbled and my brother ended up getting taken away from her so a lot of stresses outside and uh, kind of contributed to the addictions there so She's definitely an anomaly, but we, uh, I'm very glad that she's doing a lot better. Yeah, man, that's good to hear. That's one thing that I, I, I can't relate to. I don't know as many people, I think, in Canada who go through it. I think it's just it's more with the American and the, the American military where that does seem to be a lot more prevalent in a lot of homes. Um, oh, yeah. Up here, I just don't think that, you know, we have the same military involvement. I mean, I know I have friends who their their dads have have pretty severe PTSD and I've heard of that, but that's one thing that I haven't been touched by personally, but I can, I can imagine the stress that that would put on yeah, your oh, mom, yeah. on you, your brother, on the whole house. Like that's, that's yeah. gotta be brutal to grow up in that environment. I think we have a lot of similarities in the fact that, you know, a lot of us or that both of us, sorry, we're kind of 
pushed away from behavior that we saw when we were younger. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pushed away from behavior rather than, you know, I mean, there's obviously a lot of qualities like we had went over before that you want to emulate, but when you, you see stuff that you don't want to carry on to your kids, you don't want to extend that to the next generation. I think I, uh, again, I think that's really powerful to be able to identify that, especially as a young guy. I mean, you were, how old were you when your first, first uh, son was born then? Uh, I turned 17 a couple months prior. Wow. Yeah. So to be able to start to piece this all together and to really, cause you obviously had to pick up that, that responsibility and kind of run with it right at 17, which is a lot younger than most people. And if you're looking at it statistically, I mean, you shouldn't be where you're at now, you know, no. like, yeah. the fact that the fact that you guys were able to overcome all of this. And I mean, we'll get into, you know, we, we aren't at the most challenging part yet, but th that you were able to kind of overcome all of this and get to where you are now. That's something that you sh you've got to hold your head up high. Like, I'm not just saying this to blow smoke yeah. up your ass. It's it's incredible. It really is. Like, and it's uh, again, like it's a story that if, if there are like young teenage parents or teenage parents expecting to be out there, like, listen, listen to Marshall. I mean, you can get through this shit. It's it's not easy, it's, yeah. but you can you can get through it. There's a. Uh a lot that went right for me and, and star. And we didn't have a, a, a big support system. Like a lot of people who have kids young do. Um, I know some people who I went to high school with, that had kids around the same age I did, but they had families who were well off and were able to help a lot. And that wasn't the case for us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can, I can, yeah, I can understand. And now we can kind of roll into, you know, the next stage, which is really, I, I don't know about you, but when, when you first told me it, it kind of, <clears throat> it shocked me. Like it was, I, I couldn't put my, myself in your shoes in that case. And it's, yeah. it's wild to think about at, especially at the ages that you were. Mm -hmm. um, so shortly after we found out uh, Star Wars pregnant with Bentley, um, her parents unfortunately lost their home. So we, we're kind of thrust into uh, a tough situation uh, right away. It wasn't too bad. They had a little money saved up. So we were living out of uh, motels, motel six. We had a room there for a bit. And, you know, as a 17 year old, you don't really, you're like, okay, whatever. It's another spot to sleep. And you're not really worried about the, the big picture. Right. But uh, yeah, as, as time went on and money drained away, um, we started sleeping out of a, uh, a 1997 Ford Thunderbird little two-door car on the side of the, the road out in the country in rural southern Oregon, and um, it was tough. Yeah, man. How, how long were you guys in that situation for? Um, All-Stars pregnancy, and then up until my son was born and uh, a couple months old. Man, that's crazy. I can't... I'm, I'm trying to put myself even in. So even b before having a kid and you're just expecting and, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a pretty common term, but even nesting, like where my wife specifically really wanted to get everything ready for the baby, right? Like it's a yep. natural instinct. I'm sure star went through the exact same thing, but I can't imagine. I can't imagine having all those emotions and all those drives and then realizing that, you know, like this baby is going to be born into living into a car. Like I can't imagine yeah. how, how do you, how do you prepare for that? How do you set up for that? How do you, uh, yeah, I, I have so many, I have so many questions. Yeah. Like that's such a, <laughs> that's such a challenge to overcome, especially when you're again, 17, like, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, guys brains don't even fully develop until 25, 26. Like, what do you do at 17? I mean, I, I was an idiot, uh, you know, like I, I can't imagine what you guys both were going through, but you specifically, because I can obviously relate to the expecting dad yeah it uh it was it was really tough for me as a man you know um to especially when i'd seen my son sleeping in the backseat of a car you mm -hmm. know it uh really it really hits you and it, it uh, makes you question what you're able to do as a father if you're if you're gonna be Oh, sorry. Uh, just thinking no, about it. It's a, no, we yeah, can, um, you know, I, I can fill in a little bit here too, because I didn't, I didn't experience this personally, but peripherally I did because I had, and I'm not going to go into any specifics because it's not my story to tell, but I did have 
a family member who was living out of a van and caring for her son. And it ripped me up. Like I, I, you know, and I was, I was very young at the time. I, I can't remember the exact age. I want to say it was around 12 years old, but um, it ripped me up, man. And even like yeah. thinking back on it now, again, specifically with the change perspective of being a parent, I can't imagine, I can't imagine doing that. And I know that, that she kind of um, convinced him that they were camping. And so that was how she kind of broke it to him yep. because he, he was old enough to understand a little bit. He was a toddler. So th- uh-huh. there, w- there was some communication that was done there. Um, but it's, it's crazy, man. It's heartbreaking to think about. But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't want to, to really bring you back to a dark place. I just, I just yeah, wanted no, us to, because I think that, you know, it's obviously an emotional subject and it's tough, like you said, as a man to be a parent, bringing your kid into the world. And this is the world that they're brought into when yeah. all you want to do, like from a instinctual level is give them everything that you didn't have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that's what I feel about, feel like, like, I know that's how you felt. And, uh-huh. and the, then again, like where you've got to since then is, you know, it's, it's nothing short of remarkable. Again, like if you were to look at statistics on teenage parents, especially teenage parents who are, you know, homeless when the kid is born, you shouldn't be where you are. And so yeah, it's, there's, there's something to be said for that, for like a, the strength between you and star and your relationship and just your guys's fortitude to, to be able to push through and whatever it takes to get, you know, one step ahead. That's, that's, that's all it's about. 100%. Yeah. When, when we lost the house, um, I, I came to a moment in my life that I, I, I come back to a lot. Um, I had an opportunity to go somewhere else and go back to California and live with family and be in a, a stable environment, but leave my pregnant uh, girlfriend uh, living out of a car. And I chose to be not like my dad and stick through it because I knew it wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I was sleeping in a warm bed and, and the woman carrying my child would be sleeping in a cold car, you know? Yeah, man. And that, that speaks a lot to you, you, to, you know, your character and like, and just what you value as, as a man, like that's, again, that's, that's really what this whole podcast is about because you see like, for example, like on social media, everybody portrays their life as this glitzy glammy like it's just your highlight oh, yeah. reel right it's your it's your fucking it's, highlight reel and nobody yeah, it's a pissing contest exactly exactly and nobody sees like these grinds behind the scenes but yeah. <laughs> at but at the same time man like well for example like we've been talking for i don't know probably the better part of three years is my guess two to mm-hmm. three years i had no idea like when, when we did the first run of this in this uh this conversation it hit me like a brick wall like I had, yeah. I had a totally different lineup for the, the conversation. And then all of a sudden I get hit with this. I'm like, I, I, I don't know what to do. Like I, it, it stunned me. And I, you know what, honestly, like I'm thankful for, because it, it's such a better, it's such a better story from where you were able mm-hmm. to come from and where you're yeah. at now. Like I, you know, now again, you guys have three kids, a fourth on the way you guys are settled. And like, it's, mm-hmm. it's such a, it's such a good story. And it's, it's such it's so counterintuitive to what you would think would happen if you were just told that, you know, a 17 and a 19 year old had a kid in a car. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's really cool now. I mean, uh, this baby has been a big deal for us because we're able for the first time, uh, we're not worried about it. You know, we're, we're getting everything set up We're we're buying stuff. We're excited. We're happy. We know everything's going to be okay. And, it takes us back to when we were having Bentley and how stressful it was and the toll and worrying about everything. And uh, it, it's like a, a big slideshow of, of where we, we came from and where we are now. What's it like? Like it, it, I can't imagine again, like I was saying, like, I can't imagine prepping for a baby while you're living in a car. And so now like, is it just more exciting? Like, do you get to really enjoy all the steps of the pregnancy and kind of looking forward to it and everything in a different way? Oh yeah. We, we did a gender reveal. Like it's the first time we did one, like we're able to. Oh good. You, you, know, you weren't the one that lit the forest on fire then. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That was some other bozo for sure. Oh, I almost did though. <laughs> 
Well, you are American. I mean, let's not get too yeah, far away from on, the roots, we, right? We love blowing shit up here. Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. So you're actually getting to really, like, enjoy each step and kind of celebrate oh, yeah. it as it goes along? It's great. And, and the kids are loving it, too. The My youngest, um, he's excited. He, we we kind of, you know how your youngest is, like, you baby him a lot. And he's really yeah. like, oh, you love him. Like, you love him just a little more than the rest of <laughs> And he's... Uh, I wasn't expecting him to be so excited about it. And uh, he, yeah, he's stoked. He's always going up to the mommy's tummy and talking to the baby. And, and it really warms me and it makes me really proud seeing that. Oh yeah, man. Because that, those are your fingerprints all over them. And that's, that's the yeah. cool part about, you know, raising kids. I think that's one thing. Like I have friends who don't have kids yet, uh, a fair number of them. And, you know, they're in their mid thirties and I'm just, I just keep telling them like, if you ever want kids, have them now. Cause you're not going to have yeah. the energy to keep up with them. Like, Oh yeah. I'm 31 <laughs> and I've never had bags under my eyes. Like I do now, like, <laughs> all of a sudden in the last year, it's like, boom, bags under your oh, eyes. Yeah. You're getting wrinkles. I want to go to bed early. Like it's, it's game over, man. I don't have the energy to keep up with them. And so, yeah, you know, it's game over when you're going to bed at 8 PM. Oh man. And that's every night for me. <laughs> yeah. That's every night. So how, what's the age gap between your youngest now? Like how old will he be when, uh, when you knew your new son is born? So my oldest is uh, turning seven on May 21st and the baby's scheduled to come uh, late May or early June. So about seven years. Oh yeah. And sorry, how old is your youngest right now? Oh, my youngest, sorry. My youngest, uh, he's three and he'll be four in May as well. Oh, so you got a pretty good gap. Wow. You guys really like to, uh, I don't know what 10 months is before that. You guys uh, really yeah. like to, to go at her in August, eh? Yeah. All three of my kids are May babies and this, this fourth one, maybe another one. <laughs> <laughs> Ours at least are spread out. You know, we, we yeah, tried to no, get creative. May is a rough month. You are going to get hammered in May. That's horrible. Yes. Birthday after birthday after birthday. Luckily, they're young right now, so we're able to do, like, combined birthdays for the boys. And, it, and obviously, my daughter has to have her own little princess party, but oh, yeah. uh, we're able to get away with that for, for right now. But when we get older, it's going to be pretty tough. <laughs> I was going to say, that'll last you another two years, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Yeah, we. Uh, it's funny, because our youngest, he's just about three. He'll be three in May. Um, but him him and our now one-year-old, our youngest, mm-hmm. like they are just thick as thieves. Like, and we didn't yeah. expect it at all. Our youngest, or well, our second youngest now, our almost three-year-old, he marches to the beat of his own drum, man. That kid yeah. is absolutely nuts. My wife just took uh, just took them all into Vancouver for a staycation for two nights at a hotel. Mm-hmm. I mean, we live we live about an hour and a half, two hours outside of Vancouver. And so it's it's a big deal to go to the city. The kids don't go there very often. So yeah. they went into into the city and she's got four kids and whatever they're carrying a, carrying her stuff into the the hotel room. Well, as she's fumbling with the the card key to get into the door, our 2-year-old takes off, runs behind her, sneaks oh. back into the elevator as it's closing, rides the elevator down to the lobby. Our 2-year-old. Oh, no. And so she went with with her girlfriend and so Luckily, like they were coming up from the hotel pool. And so her, her friend was, was running behind. And so she was standing in the lobby. All of a sudden the doors open. So my wife is having a meltdown, obviously on the floor, right? She's calling the, calling the elevators, calling the elevators. They come, they both come back up empty. One of them has an old couple in there. So she looks like she's absolutely out of her mind, frantic, like yelling, like my baby was in there. My baby was in there. Where is he? So anyway, luckily her friend was down at the lobby and she said that the doors open and there's like a crowd of 20 people standing outside waiting to get in the elevator. Right. All of a sudden this two-year-old just comes bombing out, runs right through the middle of the crowd and starts running for the exit doors in the hotel. Like he is absolutely fearless. Yeah. All the people are like standing around like, Oh my God, where's his parent? Where's his mom? Like there was a a little baby that ran out. And so luckily her friend was like, Hey, that's my friend's baby. Like I'll, I'll take him back up to the room. Like no worries. But man we lucked out so good and he oh, that's yeah. just what he does like he's an absolute loop maniac so hopefully none of your kids are that crazy but with him we need to get him like implanted with a tracker chip or <laughs> something because that that kid he is he's the wild child of the group for sure that reminds me of my youngest right now he's, he's oh, not no. so we're jumping off the top bunk of the beds you know pile driving his sister like he's just he's anything he can do to, to piss off his brother and sister and make me my heart rate 
or my uh, blood pressure rise. He's doing it. Oh man, there's something about third kids because my younger sister, who was I was the oldest, and I had another sister, a third sister, a fourth sister, and then a fifth sister later. But um, there's something about thirdborns because my my younger sister was the maniac too. Like yeah. she she needed a helmet when she was younger. She was running into everything. She needed a leash. She <laughs> ran she ran away at uh, Disneyland. Like oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's something about third children i'm pretty sure because they're they're, they're absolute maniacs so yeah like that man so i i just wanted to go over to like i when i was researching for this conversation i tried to find some kind of famous examples of people who have gone through similar situations and you know i'm not trying to compare it to where you got to get in life but yeah it's pretty crazy what some people are able to do coming from a situation that's that's brutal as a child you know i mean I looked it up and I had no idea about this, but even Dr. Phil was homeless living in his alcoholic dad's car. I believe when he was about 12 or 13. But oh, wow. I didn't even know that. No, exactly. Like I had to, I was researching just different stories of this and to hear that he was able to come through that. And obviously where he is now, he's a, yeah. he's an icon, but um, that's kind of amazing. And I think that everybody's pretty familiar with the movie pursuit of happiness and the story of Chris Gardner. Mm-hmm. Who, basically fought tooth and nail to keep his son with him bouncing between homeless shelters and you know living in a car sleeping in a in a public bathroom like and he's now he now he's got a net worth of over 70 million and for for somebody to be able to come from literally nothing like again a statistical anomaly and to then kind of climb up to on top of the financial world is is amazing to me Oh yeah. It's, it's tough. Even getting uh, out of that situation without any uh, hiccups, you know, I I see a lot of kids my age, kids I went to school with, they're they're in drug, getting involved in drugs and losing their kids to CPS and stuff like that. And it's, it's so easy to, to fall into, you know, that, that kind of life when you're young and you're going through a lot of uh, stressful situations. Yeah. And I mean, like we said, I mean, when you're young and you're, you're, you're facing stress like this, that would honestly break like an adult, break a mid thirties mm-hmm. adult. And you're going into it when you're getting your before 25 and you haven't even fully developed. It's, it's crazy. I mean, there's so much stuff that you could fall prey to. And again, oh, yeah. so just, just kind of speaking to your character, I think that's, that's really amazing. And so if you could describe like in a few words, or you can go on, like how has, how has all the things that you've gone through forged your and your wife's stars relationship? It's, it's been a big part of it. Um, we, cause once, once you go through that and you go through it together and you come out on top together, it uh, shows that you can do anything, you know, small, everything after that looks small and it's easy to get through. I mean, obviously you still have, the normal situations in life where it's stressful and it, it's going to weigh on the relationship. And, but honestly, we, when you, you lay down at night to go to bed and you're doing some pillow talk, you just be like, Hey, remember we got through that? Like, fuck, we can get through this. It's not, not a big deal. I think that's, I think what you just said is something that I was going to try to bring up too, and to see if you guys ever do kind of take stock of what you've already gone through. Oh yeah. Um, Especially not like it's, it, it happens around big milestones that I've noticed. Sure. Like um, every kid, you know, you're always looking back. You're like, oh man, remember when we were like this with, with Bentley and like, look at us now. And uh, we, we just bought our brand new very first car that's has like 16 miles on it when we bought it, you know, and it was a, a big moment for us. And we were sitting in it driving home and we're grinning ear to ear and we're just, telling each other like gosh man remember we were sleeping in the thunderbird like look at this now we just bought a brand new ford like look at how much room is in here we, we could yeah, no have slept in this <laughs> for a year <laughs> <laughs> man i you know what and i i did i didn't say a ton on there just because i knew the backstory and not everybody else does in our group chat but when you when you were talking about buying that that suv like i was so mm-hmm. happy just I appreciate it. Just knowing where you're from. I again I I don't say much because you know it, it, it's your story, right? But yeah, but yeah. I was I was so fucking proud to read that and be like, man, like he's doing it. Like, you know, looking Thank where you. where you're coming from. And that's what I was gonna say too, is anytime that I've kind of had a, a hardship or or me and my wife have, like we we try to look back and kind of take stock of 
things that we've already gotten through and, 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 you know, how far we've come. Uh, I'm sure you guys had a lot of people kind of having their own two cents to put in a few naysayers along the way. Yeah. Like, and when you, there's something about, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that is commonly said about people who, you know, really encourage you and push you along in your path. But those naysayers, man, like, again, it's kind of the same thing as being pushed away from certain attitudes and behaviors by your parents. But when you have naysayers saying stuff and that sticks in the back of your head, all you want to do is prove them wrong. It's like, you know what? So motivating, man. Fuck you, buddy. Like, watch yeah. me do this. Exactly, See, exactly. I knew you'd feel this way, too. This is the exact same way, way that I take yeah. criticism like that, man. Oh, man. Yeah, so her like, family, uh, she, her family here, her mom and her dad and her grandpa, they've been really supportive of us, which is really nice. But her extended family in, mm-hmm. uh, in Texas, oh, man, they got a lot of stuff to say about stuff they have no no business no one are, are talking about you know yeah they've never they, they came to see us like once but throughout this whole time these these seven eight years they've they've always had something to say about what we're doing and and it's uh it's so satisfying looking at them you know it's it's kind of like you don't want to say it out loud but you're looking at them you're like oh yeah i'm doing a little better than you are so <laughs> stick it <laughs> yeah man like well and i think i again i kind of share that same thing that's uh that's what really drives me forward i i like to be able to prove people wrong i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think you can you can pull a lot of motivation out of that oh yeah and so were there any people kind of in particular i mean whether it be family members that you leaned on or just you know other people that you looked for for inspiration while you were going through some of this you know, I'm a big hockey guy. Yep. And my dad or my stepdad, he's a uh, French Canadian, is all about the, the Montreal Canadiens. But my, my stepdad was a Sharks fan. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I grew up being a Sharks fan. And, and you see the, the tough guys like Jody Shelley and, and Douglas Murray and Mike Greer. And, and you, you think of those guys and you look at their their young numbers, you know, they were out there scoring goals, being like these superstars. And in order to make it to their big dream of being an NHL player, they had to completely change the way that they did it in order to be successful. So they never really gave up on it, even when they were faced with a, a tough situation. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I could not agree more. That's the same kind of stuff that I like to draw a lot of, uh, a lot of inspiration from. And just, if you're ever kind of faced with a, for me, it's like it in a fork in the road and it's like, well, I can try to take this path or, you know, you can grind it out and keep going. Like I'm, I'm all for that grind, man. Like there's so many okay. lessons that you can pull through that. Like, again, you, you know, the things that you've learned kind of going through the hard path, quote unquote, you know, they're going to serve you every step of the way in life. And I think, oh, yeah. I think that the, the lessons that you've, that you've accumulated just through your own personal experiences are stuff that people go to gurus for years to try to learn or to try to, well, honestly, like it's, it, it's crazy, but I, I absolutely think it's true that those are the kind of stories that people want to draw inspiration from. And well, you're, you're living it and you've already gone through it. So I think, I think there's a lot to oh, be yeah. said about that. Definitely. I mean, it's, it really, it takes a toll on you, mm-hmm. but uh, you look back and, and even like in the present, you, you look at it and, and you feel a lot of pride. And when you didn't have any pride at the beginning of, of the tough, the tough moments, it, it, it feels really good to be able to exhale and, and realize that everything's okay because you made it okay. Exactly. What you said there right at the end is the key because you did it, you know, you accomplished it. So there's nothing wrong with feeling, feeling proud of your own accomplishments. I, I think that's great. You know, you, you guys were able to pull yourself up. And so I'm going <clears> to, <throat> this next is kind of a two part question. Um, I kind of have, have a feeling I know the answer to this, but so you obviously had several dark moments while you were going through that. And what kind of, what pulled you through that? And I'm going to kind of wrap in this, this other question as well. So being, being a father and a husband, like, there's obviously a lot of motivation there, like a lot of reason to kind of move forward, but it can also weigh on you. Like sometimes it almost feels like there's so much, so much relying on you, so much weight on your shoulders. Like how do you, how have you balanced that? And do you ever find that it it, it does really, 
it does really load you down or are you able to kind of step up to those challenges and really rise above it? Well, it, it's a little bit of both. You yeah, know, absolutely. It, absolutely. Yeah. It depends on the situation and, and how you're feeling about it. And, you know, I've, I've learned, I, I tend to push through the tough moments pretty easy. And then when it's all said and done, the dust settles, you kind of get weighed down by the easy moments, you know, you, you, you're, you're nitpicking the, the small stuff that you're doing. Like for me getting through all that stuff early in life, it, it's made it easy for me to get through tough stuff, but say I let my son spill something and I just cleaned it, that floor and I get a little upset, you know, it, it, it weighs on me pretty hard to, and maybe I, I got a little, I yelled at him or I got a little over, uh, over anxious about the situation. You know, it, uh, it really depends on it, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally understand. And I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get that, you know, you got three kids or the fourth on the way, I mean, I got four kids. It, uh, they can, they can definitely tap dance on that last nerve every oh, yeah. once in a while. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> they know, they know the right tune to play too. So oh, I, yeah. no, man, I, I just wanted to kind of, yeah, to just, just hear your thoughts on that. Because again, I know as a, as a father, like it, it gives you, it gives you an added gear, I think in your ability to kind of push through whatever, uh, shit gets piled in front of you but at the same time I mean it, it is a double-edged sword sometimes you can really start to feel that weight it can really add up on you but uh, I'm happy to hear that you know you're able to kind of use it as inspiration and and push through whatever whatever's kind of put in your path oh yeah it's uh just seeing the the fruits of the of your labor it it really uh helps you through some tough times yeah and so I wanted to ask too like what may be I don't know, something that people might not think of. What's a struggle that might not be obvious as a, as a young father or a parent? I mean, we've, you've laid out a lot of obvious ones, but what's something that just in general as a young kid that is, is difficult to deal with as a parent? I think fully acknowledging your, your situation and, and uh, growing up, you know? I mean, it's especially when you're as young as I was. I remember times I'd be in school and I just had my son. I'm trying to get through to school quickly so I can get my diploma and go do something with myself. But I'm over here fucking around with my buddy, you know, or throwing spitballs and stuff. And I got a kid at home, you know, it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah. you got to grow up. And it uh, it takes a, it takes a bit, you know, it takes some hard lessons and some people um, slapping you around a little bit. But if you're, if you're able to grow up, especially at a young age with, with having kids, it's uh, something I don't think most people think of, but it's definitely something that uh, I personally went through and I am very happy that I was able to grow up as fast as I did. Yeah, man. And again, like those, those people who kind of slap you back into line, like they may get, you know, talked down nowadays, but those hard lessons, those people who can really like take hold of your situation and kind of knock some sense into you man, they oh, yeah. are invaluable. Like you can have all the friends in the world who are just like, yes, men who are like, yeah, man, you're mm -hmm. doing great. You're doing great. Like keep it up. But you need those friends who are honest with you, who, who will slap you around and tell you to get back into line. Oh yeah. That's, I think it's very important. You gotta, oh, yeah. I mean, for me, it was always, I, I, I played a lot of sports. So it was always coaches and, and stuff like that that were, that were able to, pull me back down and be like, Hey, but listen, like, I know you want to go do this with your buds, but you gotta kind of do this, you know, cause you have responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Those people in life are, they're, they're invaluable. And I know for me, like, as far as struggles that may not be apparent to, you know, as a, as a young father or a parent, um, for me, it's, you know, I mean, I'm sure you, you have this too, where you're, you're constantly working. Cause you know, you got to provide like, you know, you're the father, that's your role it's, it's tough to some kind of make some kind nah, it's tough sometimes to make the appropriate amount of time to spend with your kids, like that quality one-on-one -on -one yeah. time, especially when you have multiple kids, it's tough. Um, but I, I know that's one thing that I've struggled with personally, as well as, you know, stress gets to all of us and I'm sure you're the same way, but I try to kind of shield my kids from that as much as I can, where they don't see it. I, I don't, I don't show them that I'm stressed. I like to try to keep their, 
their world as simple and as childlike as I can not let them worry about the stuff that I'm worrying about. Do you ever, do you ever struggle with that? I mean, being younger, that's something that I struggle with quite frequently. It's something that I I try to do a good job to stay on top of, but it's, uh, it's definitely something that's at the the front of my mind all the time. Yeah. For me, I've uh, been working two jobs recently for the past like year. So time was definitely a a big issue. I just was able to, quit one of those jobs so it's been a little easier recently but uh congrats yeah, man. that's awesome thank you um it, it definitely you know you, you see it your daughter comes in and she's like dad i want can you read me a book and you're dead tired you know you want to go to sleep and it's uh it's something that you definitely gotta understand especially when you're having kids you know time is something that you you need to put into them if yeah. you want to have good relationships and they, you want to, they, you want them to end up being good people. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and again, that's a lesson that you learn the hard way from your parents. And I think that's great that you're kind of extending it to your kids. And uh, mm-hmm. like I said, like, I think, I think as a parent, you just have that extra gear when you feel like you got no gas left, you still got one gear to shift down. Yep. into. It's, yep, it, you, gotta do it. you gotta do it. And I, yeah, I, I, I kind of try to relay that to my friends who don't have kids and they're like, well, no, man, like that just doesn't make sense. I'm like, no, no, it, it does. Like if you've got kids, <laughs> you get, you get that extra overdrive gear. It, it just oh, yeah. comes to you. Yeah. And so what are some <laughs> positives of being a younger parent? You know, I mean, we talked, we kind of hinted at, you know, the energy to go along and it, or, do you have anything else that comes to mind? I mean, that's the one that pops into my head right away. Um, I think right away. Um, not really. I mean, it's, I think it's more, <laughs> yeah no, it's more struggles than it is uh, it's tough anything good but i think later on in life what when they're around teenagers it's going to be something that i can use to my advantage i think i'd be able to relate to them a little more better than say if i was 35 40 having a kid you know yeah yeah absolutely and so i wanted to ask you as well so you know we kind of alluded to it anyway earlier if there's anybody out there who is you know a young parent or a young expecting parent, like what is a piece of advice you would give to someone who's probably feeling overwhelmed or anxious um, or even at, you know, they may feel like they're at the, one of the lowest points in their life. Like what is a piece of advice that you would give to somebody in that situation? Specifically for someone who's having a kid, it would be, it's worth it. Even though it's, it's terrifying and you're worried about all these different things. As soon as you, you have your child and you're holding them for the first time, it's everything is just going to, it'll work out, but you you still got to work hard. So keep your head down and and make sure that you're doing your best Um, for people who aren't having kids and maybe just struggling with other things in in early life. It's um, don't overexert yourself and don't think that you have to, all live up to everyone's expectations you know i'm even me now at 24 i'm i'm looking at like man what can i do better like what job should i be looking for like am i doing the right thing in life so always be looking for something you want to do that will better yourself yeah man i think that's i think those are huge huge points and especially the one that you hit on about anybody who's expecting, you know, their first child, even if it's unplanned, whatever the case may be. Um, like you said, it is worth it. Like there is, there is nothing else in my life. Like there's probably two points that I can point to uh, probably three points in my life that have changed me the most. It's been <laughs> getting married to my wife, uh, the Canadian Olympic gold in 2010. And oh, then, <laughs> and then have, having children, you know, like the, the Olympic gold is a joke, but the oh, uh, getting married and having children, man, like they just add so much reason to your life. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's incredible. I, I mean, I don't ever get up now wondering, oh, like, you know, what's the reason for life or why do I have to go to work today? You know, I know why, like I have kids, exactly. to support. I have, I have a wife to support. I have a family that I'm trying to build and and little people that I'm trying to raise into competent human beings, you know, it just, mm-hmm. it gives you that, that driving factor in your life. And I think, uh, I think it's overlooked a lot nowadays, you know, I mean, a lot of people are waiting till older to the older to have kids or, you know, everything's got to be perfectly planned, but uh, I don't think life is ever perfectly ready for you to have kids because it, your life is going to do a 180. You're going to flip on your head. Uh, you're not going to know what hit you, but it's absolutely worth it in every sense. 100%. of the word. It's a, uh... 
for me myself like it's just so rewarding you know uh, my son he's turning seven here soon and he's doing uh, a lot of math and learning how to read and stuff like that so I even today we we were watching the tv and he likes to watch youtube and he put on this youtube video and he read the title and like without skipping a beat and I was, just, I was like what oh my god like Inside, I was like, that's, that's amazing. Like, my kids just read something. And you know, that feeling, insane. that feeling to and anybody who's not a parent does not understand that feeling. It's like you for you just learned how to read. You know, like, it's it's yeah. the most exciting thing you've you've ever experienced when you see that. I, I just had the same thing this weekend. My, my uh, son, we ordered pizza in, and he's five. He's into kindergarten. And he read us off the phone number on the box. And I was like, my yeah. head exploded. <laughs> You just you're, yeah. you're swelling with pride. Yeah, that that like, level oh, of pride I think can only be understood by a parent, to be honest. But it, oh, it's yeah. an incredible feeling. I'm I'm right there with you, and so I wanted to uh, kind of say one more thing here. So you know, oftentimes the strongest people that we meet come from the most challenging circumstances. Um, hardship and struggle build character, and an absolute iron will to kind of move through life. And that's that's what I've noticed. You know, working in the trades, you you run into a lot of those people because. I mean, again, getting back to trades and I know it's not directly applicable to this conversation, but I do really feel like you can, you can really earn your way through life just by hard work and earning what you're getting. But even you, like what you've gone through in life, like you've, you've earned every step that you've taken. And I think that's, that's very commendable. And so I just like to ask, like, what kind of lessons would you like to leave to your children? I mean, yeah. What, what, what type of lessons do you like, like to leave to them? Well, for starters, you know, the big one, the whole theme behind my story is just don't give up. Yeah. You know, it's it, there's all, it, even if stuff just keeps getting worse and worse and it looks like there's never going to be any relief, just keep going because you'll find it. If you work hard enough and you're, you're doing everything that you can do, it will eventually yeah. get better. It, it, there's no way around it. Um, another thing for me for me personally is uh, having respect for people and really treating them as you would want to be treated. You know, the golden rule, uh, you know, it's cliche, but it's, it's big for me. Like um, seeing people get mistreated. Like I see it with uh, service people. Cause I was, I was in the service industry a little bit uh, growing up or growing up yep. when I was younger. And uh, I've seen the way people treat, treat you when they they think you're they're serving you know it's terrible it's uh so i definitely try to instill in the kids that um it's very rewarding and very important to treat people with yeah i think that's a great a great point and because because you know you've been to some pretty low points in your life you probably have a deeper perspective and a deeper appreciation of that of what people are going through and i think that's again a lesson that is hard learned but one that a lot of people don't have, and they they just don't have that same level of empathy and understanding that you probably do. Mm-hmm. That uh, empathy, that's, that's that's big for me. I I uh, I went through a little bout with depression a couple of years ago, and for me, having that on top of uh, a, a little undiagnosed disease um, called pure OCD. Um, it empathy for me was big. I, I had to learn that I had it. You know, it's it's kind of weird. Pure OCD. It's where you uh, you have some pretty messed up thoughts in your head, but it doesn't really reflect who you are. But you feel like it does. Okay. So it's kind of so, like your brain kind of tricking tricking yourself a little bit. Pretty much, yeah. And for me, it was uh, like I was terrified. I was a serial killer. I was going to end up being a serial killer so i had really? to literally watch yeah i had to literally watch videos of like marines coming home or or uh cats and dogs freaking playing around you know to, to like get that you shed a tear you're like oh okay I, i'm I human right yeah i'm human i'm not a psychopath exactly man that's 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 amazing i haven't heard of that before but i i believe it i believe it the brain can yeah. play crazy tricks on you yeah, my therapist said it was uh, it was due to the, my uh, my experience living out of my car that it, it kind of did a little bit to my head. I'm able to manage it now, and it's I'm, I'm way better than I was. But 
it's definitely something that uh, empathy is big for me. You know, I, I'm always catching myself watching videos that kind of make me cry so I can make sure I still have it, you know. <laughs> hey, man, that's that's awesome. Whatever whatever it takes to kind of keep you feeling human and uh, keep you keep you empathetic. I'm I'm all for it, man. So I think that's that's great for today. Like I, I really appreciate it. I think if it's something you're open to, I'd love to have you on again. Like I, I just think that we have a lot of different conversations we could have. I mean, even if, oh, yeah. if this show ever changes into hockey talk, I'll have you on and shit talk the sharks oh, a little bit, but <laughs> you know, neither of us have won a cup. So, I mean, we don't really have much ammo in our arsenals, so it is what it is, but uh, yeah. Do you have any closing words that you want to leave and uh, any sign off? And then we can uh, have a little chat after I hit the stop record button here. Uh, yeah, I mean, just if you if you take anything away from this, um, just know that it'll get better as, as long as you put the work in and you're able to uh, really understand that life will throw a bunch of curveballs at you. So you just got to figure out how to hit them. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I hope you found some value in this week's episode. If you did and you're interested in more content like this, please rate, review, subscribe, and recommend the podcast to a friend. I really appreciate all the feedback you've given me to this point and look forward to hearing from you again. As always, the podcast page is The Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Facebook. It's at Jacket Plaid on Twitter and at Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Instagram. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for the continued support and especially to those of you who reach out weekly with comments on each episode. Have a great week and I'll talk to you all again soon.